Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. God bless you. How you doing this morning, church? Amen. Are we all right? We feeling good? Amen. If if if, if your if your wife uh, picked out your shirt this morning, uh, why don't you why don't you stand up? If you got if you got one of these on, I want to I want to see it. I want to see a. Come on, stand up, brother, brother, Pastor Dan. We got some people that are ashamed this morning here. <laughs> y'all look y'all look good. It's not always a blessing to be married. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna wear. I wasn't gonna wear this. This is it was the last thing I was thinking about wearing. I don't normally wear long sleeves during the summertime, um, and so I was I was ready to go pick out my Father's Day shirt yesterday, and then uh, my wife says, "Oh, uh, Layla got you a shirt for Father's Day." <laughs> she 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 knew better to say I got you a shirt because I'd be like, ah, I'll wear it next time. But she said, my little, my, my little girl, she got you a shirt for the first time. She picked it out herself. She, she went to the store. She picked it out. She wants you to wear it. I mean, what, what am I going to do, you know? So here I am. Here I am looking like everybody else. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. They, 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 supposedly they were working on this prank for like months. Months. Uh, so I can't wait for next May, man. We're, we're, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Happy Father's Day to every, every father in the house, every man of God. God bless you, man. You men, men, man, we, we need good men of God, uh, especially now more than ever. Uh, and, and so I, I, give, I give God thanks for having uh, given me a man of God and my dad. Uh, happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you so much for, for everything. Uh, maybe you don't have a, maybe you don't have a dad, maybe, but maybe you have a spiritual dad. Amen. And those, those are blessings as well. Amen. And God gives us these relationships, people that we can learn from people that we can receive mentorship from. And so tell somebody happy Father's Day, uh, today. Amen. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be taking a break this morning and, and we're going to have a special guest speaker and, and uh, I believe that he's got a word. Uh, he was he was speaking here for the past, I would say, 20 years or so um, before before I became the pastor. And and um, I, I have modeled much of my lifestyle as as a as a as a parent, as a dad, as as a husband, uh, as a pastor after after seeing him and, and a lot of what he has done um, a lot of what he has done just in his life. And, you know, that if I don't want to preach before the preaching, but uh, just just realize, man, your kids are, are watching you, man. They are watching you. They're watching you. They, they, they hear uh, they hear the words that you say, that the words that you speak to them. They, they see how you treat your wife. They see how you treat the, the waiter. They see how uh, you treat people. They see they see so much and, and, and they absorb it. Right. And. And that has the power to really, really shape who they become. So um, don't think that what you're doing is, is, is nothing or not impactful. You are definitely impacting someone. The question is, are you impacting them in the right way? Uh, so, so remember that. Remember that. Speak life into your children. Love them. Uh, let them know what's most important in, in life, which is, which is God. Amen. Uh, so without, without any further ado, I'm going to welcome my, 
my dad, uh, Pastor Juan Cantu. This morning I came in and uh, I saw Ryan with a shirt. And then I see Danny. I said, what, what's going on? And then I see Lois. And I say, you know what? I got a shirt just like that. My wife, my wife came to me last night and she told me, mijo, I got you a shirt. I said, really, where is it? It's in the closet. So I went to look at it and... I said, and I do apologize. I feel bad now. <laughs> but, I, but I thought, I don't know, that's not, not, not my kind of a shirt. <laughs> so, so that's a, I'm sorry, Brendan. But you guys look real good in, the, in those shirts. I'm uh, proud of you guys, man. <laughs> so it, it, is a, it is an honor. It's a privilege to be here. I, uh, <clears throat> I haven't been preaching lately. Actually, since I retired, I only preached a couple of times. And uh, Ryan asked me to preach this morning. He asked me a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I said, yes, because it's, it's within me. I mean, I, I love to preach. The only thing is that now we got good preachers in this church. We got Ryan, we got Danny. Last night, uh, Leah, uh, uh, last, uh, last week, uh, Karen, uh, Maritza, I mean, they all can preach. My in-law, <laughs> Melissa, she is great as well. So when they asked me to preach, I really, you know, uh, feel uh, kind of uh, intimidated by this young generation that the Lord has uh, raised for these days. But there is always a word of, of advice from this old generation to the new generation. There is always something that we can give. We, we, perhaps we are retired, but we are not done. I mean, there's still quite a bit that we can do. Uh, and uh, I want you to, first of all, I want to uh, congratulate every, every father this morning. Happy Father's Day. And uh, it is also a privilege. It is awesome being a father. It's, uh, I mean, it's something uh, unbelievable. Being, being able to raise kids, to mentor them, to teach them, to present them to God. I mean, it's a whole job. And it's, it, is a, it is an honor to be able to be a father. And... Um, I want you to read with me first of uh, Kings, and uh, I'm going to ask these guys to put it up there. First of Kings, chapter 2, we're going to read 1 through 3. Do you have it? Yes. All right. I want to give God thanks for my daughter Alexa was saying that, you know, he healed me from cancer. And, and uh, I mean, I'm cancer free, and, and that's... That's another testimony that, uh, that I have. Uh, last week I was going through some uh, qu uh, questionnaire. Uh, my wife must love me so much because she got me a life insurance. <laughs> and I was going through these uh, questions that, 
And I said, yeah, I had cancer. You have cancer? No, I had cancer. I'm cancer free. <laughs> you know, and that was just uh, awesome to be able to say that. So thank you for that uh, life insurance, Mika. You're beautiful. Awesome. Chapter 2 of 1 Kings. When David's time, when David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man. My Spanish Bible says, Se hombre, be a man. And I'm going to leave it right there. I guess I'm a man because I don't have a shirt like everybody else. <laughs> I hope uh, that each one of you fathers have a wonderful time today, that you be treated with respect by your children, by your wife, and uh, that your entire family celebrates you. And I also want to say that if you don't have anybody to celebrate you, you celebrate yourself. Just, you know, the, be happy. I, I have learned in this life that you choose to be happy. Don't wait for the rain to go away. Don't wait for the sun to come through. You choose to be happy. So today I want you to be happy and celebrate yourself and give God thanks for everything He has done in your life. This scripture that we have read is a very self-explanatory. It's David's message to his son Solomon and it is very, very clear. He was about to die. He brings his son and he instructs him how to be a man. Uh, and the, the advice of this father today has a lot to do with this new generation of fathers. I see you guys and uh, I'm, what I see is good. I've seen you guys how to treat your children, how to deal with them, how to have them with you most of the times or all the times. And I take my hat off for, for, for that. I, I am very proud of you guys. But now more than ever, I want to tell you something that now is not a time to quit when we are talking about instructing our kids. When we're talking about teaching our kids. We cannot, you know, turn back. We need to be focused now more than ever because we live in dangerous times. There is a scripture in Judges chapter 2. When he's talking about Joshua, Joshua was a great leader. He was a father, he was a grandfather. And, and the Bible says that uh, Joshua grew old and he was close to die. But it says that Joshua's whole generation served the Lord. He had such, a, such an impact in his generation that everybody... Everybody served the Lord. Then Joshua died. And the Bible says that all that generation went away as well. They, they all died. 
And then the next verse says, And then a regeneration came that did not know the Lord. That did not know about His miracles. And, and I always ask myself, what happened? What happened there? Joshua was one of those guys that was in church all the time. Was serving the Lord. He was an example. His words always were about God. The whole Joshua's generation talked about, about the Lord. Served the Lord with all their hearts. But then the next generation don't know God. He doesn't know about his miracles. He doesn't know about church. He doesn't know about ministry. He doesn't know about serving the Lord. What, what happened? They were not bad parents. They were good parents. They knew the Lord. They served the Lord. They were example for others. But what happened with their kids? With that generation that was raised after them and they did not know the Lord. And that's one of the reasons I want to talk about this today. Because we cannot. We need to maintain our eyes in our kids. You know, in the hands of their, our kids. Is everything in, in the future. They are going to be the new gov, uh, governance. They want to be the new teachers, the new pastors, the new prophets, the new everything. The world is going to be in their hands. So we have a great responsibility to teach them well. But now more than ever, we need to pay attention to them. We need to pay close attention to them. And, and David tells his son, be a man. This was the advice David gave his son just before he died. And I believe that this is every father's desire. To see his son grow up, to be true men, and that they succeed in everything in life. Be a man. Now some, this concept of being a man might vary in some fathers, you know. I have heard fathers telling their kids, don't let anybody mistreat you. Don't let anybody, if they hit you, you hit them back. You be a man. If you marry, don't let your wife run the show. You be a man. Amen. But that's not the concept that was in David's heart regarding being a man. His idea of being a man was way different than many of us think. It was, about, it was about to serve God. However, the concept in relation to being a man that was in David's heart was totally different from this. For David to be a man means to be submissive, to be obedient to God in all his ways. David was in love with the Lord and for him to be a true man was to give God all the glory and honor with everything you have and with everything you do. That was his concept of being a man. Glory to God. And uh, I thank God for all of you young parents. Like I said before in this church. I love seeing how, they, how you treat your children. How you teach them and lead them to serve God. I see young people doing cameras. I see young people doing, uh, taking pictures. Young people working at the sound. Work, uh, I mean, young people serving the Lord in the church. And, and thank God for you parents that you're teaching them well. 
And that, I mean, for an old guy, oh, you know, medium, it's good to see that. You know, when, when, when I see that, I, this, is my, this is my thing. You know, seeing you guys grow up, become men, become women, and, and, and raising a, the new generation the right way. Thank God, because I see a church very powerful. I see a church full of young people. I was a pastor of this church for almost 20 years. And before that, I served with my father-in-law who was the pastor back then. And I saw at least two generations get lost. Two generations of kids get lost. They're not in church. They are not here. And that's why when I see what's going on in this church and I, I, I see our kids growing up, going, going, to, going through school and then going to college and they're still here. Praise the Lord for that. We are doing a good job. You are doing a good job. You're raising your, your kids the right way. And the future of this church is glorious. The future of this church. I can I just tell the Lord, give me life, Lord. Give me just more time. I want to see what's going to happen in this church. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about that. And thank you guys for, for the work that you are doing with your kids. And while I was preparing this uh, message, uh, I was remembering the years of my childhood. When I was, when I was young. And, and uh, I, was remember, I was remembering how it was when I was growing up. And I went all the way back to fourth grade. I remember going to school. We would get out of school and there was a little pond on our way home. Which is get naked and, and jump into the, into the pond. Jump into the water. I don't know what it was. It was not a river. It was not a lake. It was just a charquito. If you know what charquito means. But man, uh, for a fourth grader. That, that was, man, the ocean. That was, that was great. And living in Rio Bravo, Mexico, that was, ooh, man, look at me. You know? <laughs> there were snakes in the water, frogs, all kinds of animals. But, man, we, we were having a good time. We were having a good time. Thank you, mijo. I, I raised them like that. <laughs> so... After the, the shower, we would get home, eat, and go to the streets. Go to the field, play baseball, play whatever. And that was, that was our lives, you know. All day long until it was already dark. And then we would, would get back home and go to sleep. And then the next day, the same thing. And then we grew up. We became teenagers. And, you know... Everything else changed. We grew up and our activities changed as well. We began to consume alcohol, take drugs. We were out with girls. And it's a couple. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, our, change, our activities changed, and we started doing alcohol, drugs, and we, we gave ourselves uh, over to music. We were musicians. That's why you see uh, Alexa, Ryan, uh, most of us, I mean, we, we were mus- musicians. I used to have my, my bottom 
my, my, my pants with a, what is it, bell bottoms, and long hair, and you know, all cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I remember one night, uh, a friend invited me to, to go with him to, to another town, to Ciudad Victoria, four hours away from our town. And it was me, it was my, it was my brother, I, I was 18 years old, my brother was 19, and my uncle was 19, and some other guys, some other friends went with us, we were seven, and we, we went to Victoria, we, we packed our beer, our pot, our guitar, you know, seven guys in a car, we didn't ask for permission, that was our lives, that was the way we lived. When I was a child and when, when I was a teenager, my parents did not know where I was. I don't know what it was. It was the culture back then, the social level we lived in. or I don't know what it was, but m- my parents almost never knew where I was, what I was doing, who was I hanging with. There was no communication. There was, there was a, a lot of love, a lot of provision. My daddy worked like, like never before, but, and he provided. He was a, a loving guy. But there was no communication. I don't know if they, they didn't care where we were, but we would not ask permission for nothing. I would spend two, three days, two, three days or nights out of my house, would come back the next day, and everything was just fine. It was like that when I was, when I was growing up. So we went, we took off that night, around 12 midnight. The next morning, my mom, it was back in, the, I wrote the, the date, March 20th, 1972. My mom, the next morning, got out of the house and she was sweeping the, the, the front porch when this policeman came in and with terrible news. And he told my mom, today at dawn, your sons and some others who were traveling with them had a terrible, terrible accident. Your son, my oldest brother, your son, Horacio, died instantly. Your younger brother died as well. And your son, Juan Angel, is in the hospital with broken bones. It was, it was terrible. It was devastating. Uh, I was at the hospital completely upset with myself, feeling guilty for what had happened. Until my father arrived uh, that night uh, at the hospital. And uh, instead of scolding me, he said such tender and encouraging words which I have kept until this day. He told me, I know everything has happened. It's terrible. But don't worry, mijo, because even if I have to go out to the streets to ask for money, you are going to get the treatment you need so that you will be able to walk once again. I spent three or four months in a wheelchair. It was just terrible. But those words that my daddy said to me, they encouraged me. And I know it's, 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 it's a quite sad story. And I have wanted to share it with you today to say, 
to this generation of new parents that I congratulate you for the work that you're doing in your children by instructing them, by, by being their friends. That's awesome that you are a friend of your kid, friend of your child, friend of your son, friend of your daughter. That you communicate, that you, that you sit down and, 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 and maintain conversations about life, about, about God, about everything. That's awesome. And that's what we need to keep doing for the sake of your children and for the sake of this world as well. I really congratulate you for that. Me and most of my generation did not have this privilege. I remember my friends. They were just like me. They were everywhere. Smoking, drinking, uh, everything else. Uh, in the middle of the night, all day, all night long, doing the same thing. Like there was no law for us. But it's, it's, it's just that there was no communication between us and our parents. And I was bad. You know those words, those words that my, my dad told me that I kept in my heart and I still keep them here? They were so encouraging, tender, nice. They, they, when I needed the most, those words lifted me up. But those words had no power to bring my brother from, from the dead. Those words did not have any power to bring my uncle from the dead. I wish those words were said to me before when I was a kid, when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, when I could avoid situations that threatened my life. So that's, that's the reason I'm bringing this out. My parents were beautiful people. They gave me everything that they could. But that one part, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It, it, it would have been very nice. Because it would have, uh, it would have, uh, it would have uh, kept me out of a lot of trouble. I remember I had suicidal thoughts many times. I went through traumas. I went through everything. And my parents did not know what I was going through. Sometimes I would look at my dad and I'd, I wished he would. Talk to me, you know. But I don't know what it was. And I am not criticizing my, my, my dad. He was beautiful. And I have many good memories. In, in the, and I know that he would have give, given his life for me. But that, that, that little part, which is one of the most important things for survival. Communication. Words with your kids. Words that you know that, that, that you that your kids can ask you anything. I have uh, I have Alex in, in my house. I have Ashley in my house. They're adults, and I, I still get excited when I get home because I get to talk to them and ask them how was your day, huh? How was you, how you feel? And they, and they talk to me. I know them. I know them very well. I wish my dad would know knowing me the way I know my kids. I really, I mean, it's something that, that I missed and, and uh, that I needed the most. So uh, I fought all my battles alone. My parents didn't know me like I know my children. 
Or did I know my parents as my children know me today? I began to, I began to have a, a real relationship with my dad when I was 22. But before that, we, we hardly had conversations. Uh, we came to the United States and started working together. And that's when the relationship started. Don't let that happen in your house. Don't let that happen in your family, with your kids. Every single day, talk to them is one of the most important things. Glory, glory to God. Those words that my father said to me in the hospital, although very nice and encouraging, had no power to raise my brother and my uncle from the dead. Beautiful people. But they miss that. Our heavenly father speaking through Moses told his children in relation to, the, to, to, to his words. You shall teach your children. Speaking of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way. When you lay down. When, when you get up. Talk to your kids and write these words in, these, in their hearts. Fathers fill the hearts of your children with wise words. With good counsel. Uh, talk to them any time you, you, you can. Uh, fill their hearts with the words of wisdom, wisdom and prudence. Talk to them and live a straight life before them. Live a straight life before them. A life that is a true example for them. I love to come home and even though my daughters are adults, I enjoy them very much. When Ryan and Melissa come and my granddaughters, I enjoy them very much. My family is my treasure on earth. I have nothing else of more value than, than my family. Uh, so uh, parents, play, joke, chat with, you, with your children at all times. How are your kids? I asked one of my friends. How are your kids? And he replied, well, they've grown up. They are grown men. They're in their 20s. But I still talk to them, he told me. To find out where they are. And who they are with. And they don't like that. But I tell them that all I want is to know that they are okay. I remember one time my wife called Ryan. Where are you, Ryan? Mom, I'm 23. <laughs> I was his censor. But we just want to know. That they're okay. We want to know where they are. We want to know who they're hanging out with. You know, we want to know about their life. They don't like it. And we're not watching them. And we're not just, you know, on, on, on their case. No, no. We want to know. Because it's the best thing we have. I don't have anything else in this world but my kids. You know? And that's my treasure. And I'm going to do everything possible to keep them close. And to know where they are. Be a man, says Dave. Nothing to do with smoking, drinking, being with girls, being a tough guy or beating up others. No, in David's sense, to show yourself a man is to prove yourself wise, courageous, virtuous, and above all, faithful and obedient to God. Be a man. Glory to God. Many of our children have already started their own careers and family. Many others are about to start. Those of us who have walked long enough the different roads of life have a lot to give them. 
in order to straighten their character. So they can also confront the different challenges of life. But we need to have a close relationship with our children. And talk to them when we are sitting in our house. When we are walking by the way. Before we go to rest. And before or after we're up. I don't know what the situation and I'm, I'm finishing. I don't know what the situation of each of you is in relationship with your children. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your children. Uh, perhaps life has not or has left you with a, a past full of painful experiences. And this has become an obstacle that prevents a closer relationship with your kids. If this is so, I invite you to look for the one and only who can set you free. Amen. The Bible says that the anointing will break the yoke. The anointing is the very presence of God. And it, He is here. Who is almighty to break every generational curses. And to change every painful burden that the past has left you. God bless you. Ryan. Amen. <clears throat> why don't we why don't we stand? <clears throat> Thank you for that word, Dad. Amen. It's a good word. And it's not a it's not it's not a word for and it's not a it's not a word for, for children. It's a word for, for parents. And I, I, I always, you know, when I uh, when Mother's Day, Father's Day comes, I always think about I think about the, the, the kids who don't have mothers, fathers. There's people in the room today thinking, man. I wish I had what he was talking about. I wish I had that. I don't have it. And there's nothing we can do about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I feel like I say it every, every year, like I'm, I'm sorry if that was your life growing up. Because growing up, man, I, I, I thank God that I, I had what he was talking about. I had a man of God. I had someone who, who disciplined. I had someone who loved me. I had someone who was, who was there to to teach me what was right in the ways of God. And maybe you're saying, I, I didn't have that. But don't let that be an excuse. Don't let that be an excuse. Because when we come to faith, when we come to God, there, there are generational curses that can be broken. There are chains that can be broken. There are patterns that can break but it starts it starts with you it starts with you saying I want to be that for generations to come it didn't start with my dad it didn't start with my grandparents it's going to start with me it's going to start with me and men of God I, th I thank God for this word because it was, it was much more tender hearted than normal you know Usually we're like, man, you guys, we suck, man. We got to do better, right? <laughs> I thank God for this word. But 
But this generation, man, is, is, is crazy. It's crazy. You, you all see it. There's, I don't even have to go into details. You know we have, a, we have a generation that is confused. We have a generation that doesn't even know what it is to be a man. And then we have people who think they know. And he was talking about it. You got you to gotta call the shots. You got to wear the pants. You got you to gotta hit back. Be a man. But let's not forget who created man. Let's not forget the image. God, God created man with a certain purpose in mind. And when he created man, he created a man to glorify him, to honor him, to heed to his word, to obey, to submit. That is what it is to be a man, to follow the path of God. We have a generation that is confused in their image. We need men of God to show them. Show them, man. Show them. Get your kids in the word. Get your kids to church. Get your kids around godly influence. Because there is a day where your kids will leave. There is a day where you will leave. There is a day, and I know it, where my dad won't be with us anymore. He won't be with me. And all I will have is what he left. And if what he left wasn't an abundance of truth poured into me my entire life, I don't know that I'd be able to do it by myself. That is the importance of what you have. Give everything that you can to your children now. Pour an abundance of spiritual truth into into it overflows into their life. And when you are gone... It will continue to sustain them. It will continue to lead them. They will remember the words. They will remember the word. They will remember your prayers. But it it begins with you. Amen. It begins with you. And I want us to, I want us to come forward this morning and I want us to pray. I want to, I want us to pray. Uh, Kids come, young people come, come down as well and I know we did this in the Spanish service, but I want, I want us to come forward and, and not just kids with, with, their, with, their, with their dads, wives with their husbands. Wives, begin to pray over your husband. Maybe you're not a dad yet. Begin to pray over your husband because he is the priest of your home. He is the priest of your home. And priests need to be sanctified. They need to be sanctified. I need to be sanctified. And, and, and sometimes what helps, I'll tell you something, sometimes what helps is a godly woman. It's a godly woman. So I'm going to ask you to come. Why y'all, why y'all shy? Come on, come on. Come this morning. And let's have a moment. And let's pray over these men of God. Let's pray over these men. Pray over your man of God. Maybe you don't have a, maybe you're not married. Maybe you don't have a husband. Maybe you don't have a, a father here today. That, that, that's okay. I want you to come forward as well. And, and I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to pray. Because maybe you are the priest of your home. 
Maybe you have to play both parts. And I won't pretend to know that struggle. God, give us wisdom. God, give us strength. Give us strength, my God, to glorify you in our home. To say, as for me and my house, we will serve. We will serve. We will worship. We will pray. We will glorify. We will declare. We will cast out in the name of Jesus. We will will live for you. We will serve you. As the worship team sings something this morning. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at My Church. Thanks again and God bless.